0: And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another edition of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. He runs his place on Grand Avenue. We'll tell you exactly where in a matter of minutes. Good morning to you, Nick.
1: Good morning, Denny.
0: I'm looking at the forecast, heard uh, Al's weather, and uh, I assume maybe this past week, but certainly this coming week, you and your crews at Lloyd's will be busy with A.C. issues.
1: Yes, it's, uh, you know, we had a couple of tastes of it here earlier in the spring here, but it looks like it's it's in here for a while. So if your air conditioning, your vehicle has been temperamental here, um, Get on somebody's schedule, because I would assume, based on our schedule, most most, uh, places are booked in a week out or so. So uh, um, get on the schedule now before it becomes uh, more difficult to get that car working again.
0: Whether it's AC or whatnot. If you are new to the show, thanks for joining us. Uh, Nick and Dan have uh, helped us out here in CCO. we are figuring close to 30 years. If you have any kind of uh, a, a car, truck, or van problem, and you need to bring it into your favorite shop or your favorite dealer for service, but you want to know what could be ailing this thing, uh, call or text Nick right now. And keep in mind, uh, do it earlier rather than later. Nick will take his leave about 745 this morning. So uh, call or text, same number for your car care question at 651 651- Four six one, nine two two six. While we're waiting for folks to call and text, uh, Nick, I was uh, again cleaning out. I had not done this with my uh, air conditioner unit, you know, outside the compressor unit, and cleaning the coils, etc. And I want to ask you about automobiles. But I, I uh, opened it up, and I took the hose gently, and I was amazed. I, I'm not sure if this was a three or four year old unit now. Finally, had to get a new one a few years ago, but I had never cleaned it. I thought, <laughs> I mean,
1: how amazing, efficient every time that that fan is spinning. It's yes. transferring air, in, and then a the cottonwood or anything that's it floating around in the air gets pulled right through there. And as you mentioned with your vehicle, the same thing with our vehicles. You're buzzing down the highway, and everything that flows through the front of your your vehicle through the motor area there. There's a radiator and a condenser kind of sandwiched together there, and uh, we'll, we'll from time to time see concerns where, you know, it's not cooling down as much as it should as it used to. Then you get in that area and you see how this, the layer of stuff. That you got to, like you said, gently with the hose, kind of rinse it out of there and clean it out of there. It uh, makes a world of difference when the air can flow the way it should.
0: Now, it's obviously easier with, uh, with an, uh, the air conditioning unit. I can just take out four bolts and, and lift up the fan um, motor housing and then uh, have at it um and it was it was almost like a cotton like a blanket that had had covered because of that intake of the air but the thing is how do you do that with an automobile, I mean, I think over the years I've tried it with some cars, and I like, I can't get that hose or the nozzle kind of bent at an angle. Uh, what do you guys do with Lloyd's?
1: Well, that's very true. Some some vehicles, it's very difficult, and don't uh, don't put yourself in position to create more problems. You know, don't get in there and try to pry something or force something because you start breaking parts and it gets expensive. But if you if you have the tools and the the basic ability to you know maybe you end up pulling that. Plastic cover off the top when you open the hood and you look down. You can couple clips there. Uh, maybe there's just a bolt or two that's sandwiching that together, and you can kind of get in there. And even running the water just down between the two could help. But if you're having a um, an actual issue more than just a little maintenance, you probably want to have your local mechanic get a closer look at that. The same thing goes for the cabin filter. You know, our furnace filter for our house. We're we're so conscious and aware of that, and especially with um, the world has changed. The same goes for your vehicle. There's a cabin filter there filtering that air, which can also restrict airflow through the, not just the heating, but the air conditioning in the summer. So having your, uh, when you go in for your service here this summer and your air conditioning not up to snuff there, you want to, first off, have them look at the cabin filter. Very easy to do. Second, you might want to have them get a look at that area between the condenser and the radiator. Maybe they can pull that apart a little bit and clean all that cottonwood and but who knows? Whatever's collected between that area, yeah. get it out of there.
0: But it can really uh, create more inefficiencies, certainly, whether we're talking about home air conditioning or or uh, vehicles. it's a, Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the cabin filter because that's in, in I don't know about most cars, home air conditioning or or uh, vehicles. It's a, Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the cabin filter because that's in, in, I don't know about most cars, but I can say many cars. It's pretty easy to change if you're a, kind of a do-it-yourselfer, right?
1: yeah i would, I mean there's you know sometimes a couple fasteners you know no no two vehicles are alike, but typically they're they are one of the few things on the vehicle they are designed to be replaced yeah. oftentimes <laughs> parts and components are the way they're assembled. you wonder who would ever think this was a good idea The guys asked us ask that daily, but a cabin filter a do it yourself or should be able to pick one of those up and handle that task
0: very good. Here's our phone number. It's also our text number, 651 461 A text came in earlier, and it says, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, Hello, I wanted to know why all-wheel drive vehicles get such poor gas mileage. I don't know if that's true. Is this true for all of them? Well, that general statement I don't think is true at all.
1: No, I don't. I mean, I think if you go back to a four-wheel drive vehicle from years past when you really had all wheels engaged or the front diff and the rear differential mechanically connected, yes, that would really damper uh, the four-wheel drive. Now, late model vehicles that are all-wheel drive, that second set of wheels is there to assist. For the most part, things are kind of going along for the ride. There is a little more... uh, of, of, of a gear that you're rotating so it does take some fuel or some energy but it's not significant it does not offset the reward of having all-wheel drive for sure i mean they i think they've engineered and designed there's so much pressure on the manufacturers for emissions and fuel economy that if, if there was a significant um difference between a front wheel and all-wheel they wouldn't offer all-wheel so i it's true I don't, I don't think that's true
0: and one of my daughters, Tina, whom you know, uh, has oh, yes. a uh, hybrid SUV, and it gets tremendous mileage, and that's all-wheel drive. So, not all of them are
1: 100 uh, uh, the way to go. If you can, if it's a vehicle that you really want, and you just you know it's the one you got to have, and you drive it with the standard you know combustion yeah. engine, and then you drive it with the hybrid, and you're like, I'm fine with this. That's the way to go. It's it's. You know it's much more efficient, it helps with fuel economy, it helps with emissions. Uh, the hybrid system's been around long enough where they're pretty pretty well most of the bugs are worked out, so i, I wouldn't be yeah. afraid at, by any means and um, most shops or mechanics that they've been like I said, they've been around long enough that people have had some experience and exposure that they can service those just like they did your car all these years. So yep, if you're looking for a new car and that's an option i and you drive it and you and you were okay with the operation of it. Absolutely the way to go.
0: Yep. Nick, hang on. We're going to take a quick break here and uh, open up again the phone lines and the text line. If you have any kind of a car car question, don't wait because Dan takes his leave about 745. Here's our phone number. It's also the text number, 651-461-9226. Denny Long along with Nick Stalfa from Lloyd's Automotive. Back in a moment. 65 degrees going to 85 here. Uh, but maybe, <laughs> speaking of air conditioning, tomorrow for Father's Day, we're looking at around 96 tomorrow and Monday near 100. Stay with us here. On News Talk 830, this is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're here uh, every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour, welcoming your calls or your text messages. This morning for Nick Stoffel, from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Nick, for those that may be new to the show, where is Lloyd's located? How do we get in touch with you guys?
1: Well, Lloyd's is located at 982 Grand Avenue, uh, which is two blocks of two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. So if you're ever down on Grand Avenue and maybe a cafe latte for lunch or one of the other fine places to get something to eat or coffee, I'd walking on by, come and, come and wave and say hi. We're... Uh, we're here Monday to Friday. Now we kind of shut down our Saturdays for the summer to give uh, our staff the well-deserved rest because they've been they've been outstanding as, as always. But it's just been a real real go at it. So we're trying to give them a little more family uh, a little more family time. So we just made the decision to shut down Saturdays. But it's uh, so far so good.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that uh, that phone number and information if uh, before uh, Nick leaves us, which is about seven forty-five this morning. So. We have a bunch of callers. We have a bunch of texters as well, uh, Nick, so let's get back to it. Let's Absolutely. grab a phone call from uh, Denny, I think is first up here, calling in from Roseville this morning. Denny, what's your question for Nick? Yep. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, Tuesday we had 100-degree weather. My 2019 Equinox, it sat outside most of the after- afternoon. I got in, started, and uh, started to go, and the car was jerking. Jerk, jerk, jerk. Never did that before. So I took it slow, drove around the block a few times, and then uh, it uh, seemed okay, and then proceeded, and then uh, got on Highway 61 and came on home. Uh, heat related?
1: Uh, obviously, my, my my assumption. It was very hot. You know, an extreme situation, a one-time occurrence. Um, obviously, maybe tr- you know, make try to make any mental notes of obviously you knew it was hot and the drive cycle and that kind of stuff. it's gonna get hot again this weekend and next week. So uh if you see a trend where like every time it gets to this temperature I'm seeing this, make a note of it. Set up an appointment with your with your uh, with your shop or your dealer whomever and try to take it in under that, that same situation. I don't think I'd be overly concerned being it was a one time deal. You know, cars are computers and sometimes computers have a have a hard time up startup so make note of it. See how it is in the next few days. If you have no issues, proceed as usual. Don't worry about it. If you notice something, make some actual notes so when you talk with your mechanic, you can give him the fine details, and hopefully he can duplicate that and figure out what was happening.
0: Yeah, we'll have some hot days coming up ahead to to, uh, test it out for sure. Uh, Let's see who is next. Uh, Rose, I believe, is calling in, and then we'll grab some text messages. Rose calling in from Minneapolis. Hi, Rose. What's your question?
1: Hi, I just, um, this past winter I had a flat tire. I have a 2020 um, Equinox also, and I had a new tire put on, a flat tire. And I had it serviced the other day, and they said that tire's the wrong size. And so if I want to put it into all-wheel drive, that all-wheel drive will not work. That I should get four new tires. I only have 22,000 miles on my car. So, um... I think for, it's, it's all-wheel drive vehicles, so it's always in four wheel and if a tire is a physical different size you should go back to whoever sold you that tire show them they should put on the correct size tire now if there's 22,000 miles on the vehicle I think what you're what someone's concerned might be is that the tires are getting worn to a certain point you don't want to have the tire height which a new tire and a worn tire or two different heights because they become worn. You don't want too significant of a difference in height of your tires because that's hard on all those um, slipping clutches part of the all-wheel drive. So if the tires are fairly same in height, you know, a couple 30 seconds, I would not be concerned. But if the old ones are quite worn, and obviously a new ones going to be a little bit taller, if that's significant enough, you might end up with four tires. But go back to the original installer of that that new tire and say, hey, the wrong tire got put on my vehicle. And if there's enough tread, hopefully they can find a way to swap that out and get you back on the road.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, Rose, thank you for the call. Good luck with that. Texter says, I'll be driving home from Brainerd to St. Paul on Monday when it's very hot outside. I was just wondering if running the air conditioner in temperatures like that puts added stress on a car at all. Also, does running your air conditioner affect your gas mileage at all? A couple of questions there.
1: The vehicles are absolutely designed to run air conditioning. Yes, we'll have a couple days of heat. But mind you, um, the temperatures in the southern part of our country are what we're going to experience all summer. And cars are designed to handle it just fine. Don't suffer for yourself by not running air conditioning. Uh, Now, the the second question about fuel economy. Yes it does affect the fuel economy that compressor is a pump that's driven by the belt that's going to take more energy from the motor to spin it so does it affect your gas mileage Yes now engineers have designed compressors to be more efficient and they you know the newest vehicles have a new refrigerant so they're, they're finding ways to refine that but ultimately it does affect the gas mileage uh, to a point but not enough for you to suffer through a hot car so the car roll, sure. the AC will work. The car's designed to do it. Um, you're on the highway, which actually helps it because it gets more air flowing. And then, um, yeah, your gas mileage is probably not significantly noticeable. I know gas is $5 a gallon, so I don't want to be wasteful of right. money. But it's not, not worth you know, making yourself feel that ill or uh, overheated.
0: That's true. Good point. Hang on, Nick. Uh, We're going to take a look at that hot forecast coming up, and then we'll have more car care questions answered here on Newstalk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician uh, from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nick Stoffel is helping us out this morning. Uh, neck bunch of text messages uh, I, want, I don't want to forget those folks either let's uh, let's get back to it uh, here's uh the text says tires are rotated recently and now I hear a rubbing sound any ideas
1: well a a rubbing sound I would think that there's a uh, fender or wheel liner, uh, or a piece of that lower shield that's maybe out of uh, out of place so when you're Turning the wheel, if you get enough speed, maybe that that plastic is uh, fluctuating. So if the if the texture wants to go out in this, look at all four wheel wells, look for any of that plastic trim, make sure it's all secure and and fastened. If they don't see anything, um, you know maybe have uh, go back go back to their their mechanic. Uh, but maybe before they do that, take it for a drive, go down. Uh, you know, a different scenario. If you have an alleyway or something, so you try to locate if it's the driver's side, passenger side, front or rear. Try to give an idea where that you're hearing that noise from. So when you get into the shop, say, I was in. I just had my tires rotated. You know, um, I'm hearing this rubbing noise from this corner of the vehicle. Maybe that person can go for a ride with them and experience also, and make quick work of it. I hope.
0: When you and your crews at Lloyd's uh, rotate tires, I know in, in viewing uh, you guys from time to time, you know, you, you have it on a hoist and you uh, put the tires on and you use the air tool and you tighten them down. And then eventually you bring the vehicle back down on the ground and then you use a torque wrench. Uh, what What's the deal with that? I mean, is that just to make sure or is that, is that uh, SOP? Is that what has to be done?
1: It, well it's our standard operating procedure 100% you know the the air tool has a, uh, a um a torque bit on it so it only allows the wheels to torque to a certain specification and it's pretty darn close but you don't want a wheel coming loose. So to take that extra minute to literally one minute, when you get the car on the ground, you take an old-fashioned torque wrench set at the right specification. You check all those lug nuts. You know, there's four or five a wheel, so it's only 16 or 20 clicks. So it doesn't take more than a minute. And based on our preferences, um, we we like to double-check. So that's just our... Double check,
0: yeah. I guess you and, I, say. and I'm glad. I, for one, I'm glad you do. <laughs> you don't want yeah. those coming loose. All right, let's see what else we have here. Texter says they had front rotor and pads changed about a week and a half ago. Now they say I have squeaky brakes. How long before that goes away?
1: Um, my opinion: um, No brake drops should squeak, but we get them. It happens. Sometimes the material and the pad, that that mixture and that particular set of pads is just a little bit different, a little more metallic in it, so it makes a little more noise. Um, sometimes it's the procedure. When I mean, Here at Lloyd's, we take the brakes off the vehicle. We're going to spend an extra time to clean the caliper contact surfaces. We're going to clean the, the hub surfaces. We're going to add lubrication in all those spots carefully, so when things go together, there's a little bit of uh, friction redu- reduction with that lubrication between the metal the metal contact areas. Squeaking is either, like I said, the pad surface in the rotor or it's the pad sliding in the caliper. Um, so I would give it the weekend or another week. If you still continue to hear it, go back, um, see what they have to say, see if they can hear it. Hopefully they can just quickly lubricate something or maybe have the warranty set of pads. But it, I, in my opinion, any new brake job shouldn't make any noise.
0: Shouldn't, should not. Okay. Uh, here's an F-250 uh, Ford half-ton turbo six-cylinder 2013. Up until last year, they say my front radiator fan had only one speed. Now, lately, it just jumped into a super high speed. Do those have two-speed fans in them? Uh, it is so loud, I have to shut the truck off when I go through a drive through at McDonald's or in any place to, to order fast food because they cannot hear me over the fan speed.
1: Well, I would have someone look at it. If there is a high speed, it's usually because things are getting hotter than they like. Um, The fan's not going to come on its own. There's a temperature sensor that's talking to a computer. It's saying, hey, whatever criteria, if it's temperature or load or something, it sees something it doesn't like, so it's throwing that fan on on high. So have somebody look at that. Not saying your vehicle's overheating, but for some reason – the car's computer doesn't like what it sees, so it's trying to do what it can to protect itself. So, have someone take a look at that before you do have a problem. Okay.
0: Let us see here. I know we're getting close to the end of the show. This texter cannot hear the turn signal, a blinker, while driving my 2017 Toyota Sienna. Is there anything I can do to amplify the sound of the blinker? Well, that's a new
1: question. Yeah, that one I've not heard. I don't. I, I doubt it. I don't know. Um, Oftentimes, there's a speaker now that has that noise. You can check with the dealership if there's a way to adjust the setting and the and the, the, the volume of that. Um, I'm not aware of it, though, to be honest, but, you know, there could be. So I would I would contact your um, your local trusted dealer um, for that manufacturer and say, odd question, is there a way you can help me? And, you know, they should be able to determine that. I, I don't know, though.
0: Okay. Well, Nick, we got to run. Let's uh, let's do this. For those that maybe need some uh, help from uh, you and your crews at uh, Lloyd's Automotive, how do we get in touch with you? What's uh, Give us various ways yeah, of doing that.
1: If you ever have a question, as you can tell, I like to talk, so I don't mind. Uh, our number here at Lloyd's is 651-228-1316. As I mentioned earlier, at 982 Grand Avenue, smack right between Victoria and Lexington on Grand. So if you're out and about, wave, step by, say hi. And if you're on your device, your phone, your computer, we're at LloydsAutomotive.net, and that's L L O Y D S Automotive.net.
0: Excellent, Nick. Thanks for a good job as usual. Happy Father's Day tomorrow, and, uh, Thank you. and let's. Thank you. Yes, you stay cool this week. We'll be in touch.
1: Sounds good. Thank you,
0: sir. You bet, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell's going to be calling in from Europe once again, somewhere in France, I believe. That's straight ahead here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?